Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Occult Think Tank. My name is Greg. In this program, I am going back into the First Testament of the Illuminati for the section called The God Conundrum. My commentary will be at the end. Does the Illuminati worship God or Satan? The Illuminati has no association with any religious worship or belief. Any connections between our organization and another is purely rumor. Members of the Illuminati are free to follow any religious faith they choose. As long as such belief does not conflict with the preservation of the human species. The God Conundrum Plagues have ravaged towns and villages. Fire and molten rock have swept like waves over cities and buildings. Floodwaters have drowned families by the hundreds of thousands. But even these, in all their destructive glory, have failed to end as many lives as those taken in the name of a god. Spirituality is one of the human species' greatest mysteries. In the majority of cases, a human relies upon physical evidence to prove or change a belief that exists in their subconscious. A person will smell an item of food to prove if they will enjoy it, or look at a fire to prove if it is burning. If a person believes a pool of water is cold, they will touch it with their hand to prove their belief, or to change their belief if the water turns out to be warm. However, the belief in a power greater than human understanding relies entirely on invisible mental verification referred to as faith. Faith is the belief in something that cannot be proven. Most religious belief is based upon information received from an outside source that cannot be verified sometimes known as hearsay. Millions will follow the commandments of a religious text without ever having spoken to its author, and billions will believe in a deity because of miracles they were told of by someone who wasn't even present or alive at the time. But denouncing faith is true folly. Faith is not limited to religious believers. While even the most devout pontiff cannot provide irrefutable evidence of his god's existence, neither can the scientist who claims that no deity resides in the universe. Both rely upon their own faith to explain things they will never understand. There is no proof of God. There is no proof of no God either. If science cannot definitively prove that there is no God, then science has no choice but to accept a possibility of a God's existence. Those who refuse their fallibility are blinded by the glare of their own pride. 
Many humans stare at the path of life with blinders covering the sides of their eyes, facing forward, choosing to ignore any possibility that they are traveling toward the edge of a cliff. But the true believer questions every aspect of their faith, forcing themselves to find answers instead of simply following the lead of others. The deepest doubt builds the strongest faith. The Illuminati's religious foundation is based upon this universal conundrum of faith and doubt. We do not question whether a God does or does not exist, but rather focus on the betterment of the human people living on this planet. For if a god does exist, then surely its power has allowed the Illuminati to continue our operations, and we have survived centuries of time through its approval. Our decisions are made by the study of data and evidence, factors that can be easily altered by an omniscient creature in order to guide our actions and the future of mankind. If no God exists, our actions still benefit the human species as a biological whole. If a God does exist, then our work is for the betterment of all creation, will be pleasing to its creator. Be wary of evils committed in our name. For decades, a multitude of individuals have operated under the name of the Illuminati. For some, good, but many more for their own profit. Their deceit clouds public perception of our organization, causing many citizens to believe that wrongdoings are committed by our command. Choose carefully where you place your belief. Be wary of anyone who claims to represent the Illuminati, but whose actions go against our core beliefs. These are merely imposters seeking to confuse you. For anyone to claim that the Illuminati is affiliated with a religious belief, be it God or Satan, Baphomet or Baal, it undermines the very purpose of our independence from human divisions. We neither accept nor deny any deity and hold none to be higher than any other. We operate solely for the benefit of the human species. We have been entrusted to protect. There is no reason for our organization to swear fealty to any deity because we operate independently of all that separates and divides the people we govern. Even more heinous rumors have been attributed to our organization, including human sacrifice and violent rituals. While our individual members are allowed to serve any deity they choose, the Illuminati as a whole is only dedicated to the preservation of the human species. Therefore, human sacrifice or any practice that does not serve the betterment of mankind would counter everything we represent. 
and are thus prohibited in all circumstances. While many have attributed such actions to our members, such connections are false. If you are willing to sell your soul, your soul is not yet worth enough to sell. There is no requirement to sell one's soul to join our organization. As if such a thing were even possible. Anyone offering to trade their soul to us is not ready for membership. Miracles, witchcraft, and the belief in unseen powers that can alter the physical world have some basis in truth. We have confirmed the existence of unseen powers on this planet. Though these energies emanate from the minds of each human in the form of invisible waves powered by the subconscious, for centuries, many paranormal occurrences have been attributed to the supernatural. Closer study reveals that a human mind contains energies that have not yet been discovered by traditional science and have been decried in modern-day society. This skepticism is needed. If all people knew of the power living inside themselves, havoc would befall a population that has not yet been prepared for such a responsibility. Do not concern yourself with questions that cannot be proven. Must a God exist for you to do what is right? Would an all-intelligent, all-knowing, all-powerful God have any care for the name used in its worship? Would a God command the harm of another when its justice can be served without your aid? Simply do what is right and good for the benefit of your species, and whatever higher power exists will reward you for your stewardship. When measuring the eternal vastness of the universe, there is a mathematical probability that a being exists that is more intelligent than us, who sees what we do, and whose powers we can never understand. Whatever name this being is called, we are its servant, and will hail it as our highest king. There is a lot of stupid bullshit in this to unpack. I will go through this piece by piece so as to not skip over anything. The first thing I want to clarify for anyone that isn't familiar with the term conundrum. Conundrum is defined as a question or problem having only a conjectural answer. A human relies on evidence to prove or change a belief that exists in their subconscious. This is false, because beliefs that exist in the subconscious mind are called core beliefs. Core beliefs are very difficult to change, as they are at the core of what someone believes to be real. This isn't to say that they can't be changed, only that evidence or proof will not immediately change a core belief as the mind it has defenses against ideas 
that conflict with core beliefs. These defenses can lead to cognitive dissonance. A person will smell an item of food to prove to themselves they will enjoy it. This is absolute bullshit, because simply smelling something can't prove if you'll enjoy it or not. All smelling something can do is warn you that it may be rotten or that there might not be something right with it. While the claim about looking at a fire or touching water is trivial as these are not core beliefs or subconscious beliefs, but are extremely conscious ones. We know we can observe if a fire is burning by looking at it, or that touching water can confirm or refute that it is cold. Since they start off talking about subconscious beliefs, what are also called core beliefs, then shift to mundane ideas that require conscious actions to confirm or refute, I can only conclude they are being intentionally deceptive as they are shifting the goalposts. In order to change a subconscious or core belief, a person must first become consciously aware of the core belief. Core beliefs can be limiting or contrary beliefs that a person holds, like the conflicting belief that money is how we measure success, while also believing that money is the root of all evil, even though that saying is the love of money is the root of all evil. Many omit the love part. These two ideas can cause someone to sabotage their own success and not even realize they are doing it. However, the subject of core beliefs is a rabbit hole that I will go down in a future video. However, if the belief is a power greater than human understanding relies entirely on invisible mental verification referred to as faith, this is self-contradictory, and as such, is in direct conflict with the second law of logic, known as the law of non-contradiction. If something is greater than human understanding, it's a contradiction to claim that some mental process could be verification of it, as it was already established as being greater than human understanding. For this reason, what they are calling faith is something that, by virtue of contradicting itself, I can conclude it does not exist. But denouncing faith is true folly. This is laughably absurd, as what they called faith is a self-contradicting proposition. While even the most devout pontiff can't provide irrefutable evidence of God's existence, neither can the scientist who claims no deity resides in the universe. Both rely upon their own faith to explain things they will never understand. There is no proof of God. There is no proof of no God, either. If science cannot definitively prove there is no God, then science has no choice but to accept a possibility of a God's existence. This is an extremely sloppy argument. I will refute this with a simple courtroom analogy. Where did this irrefutable requirement come from? In a courtroom, a prosecutor doesn't need to give irrefutable evidence of someone's guilt. So it makes no sense to have such a lofty requirement for a God's existence. The prosecutor must present their case against the defendant. In this case, the pontiff needs to present their case regarding the existence of God. While the defense doesn't need to give irrefutable proof, 
that their client is innocent. In fact, innocence is not an issue in a courtroom because the burden of proof is on the prosecution, not the defense. All the defense has to do is give reasonable doubt. So in the case that the devout pontiff is bringing against God, where they are accusing God of existing, the defense or scientist simply needs to offer reasonable doubt regarding the claims made. The case rests on the evidence provided by the prosecution. The scientist is also not making the claim that no God exists, but rather saying, I see no evidence to suggest one does. Anyone who wants to use the twisted line of thinking that is being employed here also needs to believe in all cryptic creatures, aliens, UFOs, ghosts, and even invisible magical flying pink ass monkeys, unless they can prove those things do not exist. In the case of the theist against God, where they're accusing the God of existing, science, as well as all atheists, are simply saying the theists have not proven their case, so we vote not guilty of existing. Those who refuse their own fallibility are blinded by the glare of their own pride. This stupid soundbite is irrelevant as a person doesn't need to be infallible to not accept your baseless claims. Not accepting your baseless claims has nothing to do with pride, and using this argument is actually a logical fallacy called poisoning the well. The deepest doubt builds the strongest faith. Again, we have a stupid soundbite that is demonstrably false. Doubt is the opposite of faith. Since doubt is based on a lack of evidence, it cannot lead to faith of any kind. For if a god does exist, it has allowed the Illuminati to continue our operation through the centuries of time, through its approval. Our decisions are made through the study of data and evidence, factors which can be easily manipulated by an omniscient creature in order to guide our actions and the future of mankind. This is the kind of ignorant dribble that a psychopath could claim as a reason why a god approved of their actions. Because after all, it could have stopped them, and since it none did, that means it approved of their murders they committed. Or a pedophile priest or actor could say the same about the, the abuse of a child. If a god didn't want that happening, it could have easily manipulated events to prevent it. Since none has, then their rape of a child is approved by the god. Only someone that is truly evil would attempt to employ such a sadistic twist in logic. This is also along the lines of what Richard Kuklinski had said to somebody that he was going to shoot. The person was, oh Jesus and oh God, blubbering all over the place. And he said to him, I'll give you 30 minutes. If you can get your God to come down here and change the circumstances, I won't shoot you. 30 minutes went by, and he said, since no God came down and the circumstances have not changed, he shot him. So, going by the twisted logic of the Illuminati in this, that means that the God approved of that murder. That is the dumbest line of thinking that could be promoted or put forward. If no God exists, our actions still benefit the human species as a biological whole. 
While the human species can survive even though the masses are enslaved to a tyrannical organization, mere survival is simply not enough. Especially given the human species can survive while millions or even billions of children are molested by sick pedophile priests, political or, and cultural elite actors, are still harmful and must be opposed. If a god does exist, then our work would be for the betterment of all creation, will be pleasing to its creator. The fact that they go from if God exists to no God exists, then back to if God exists, this shows the personal bias from which they are operating. Be wary of the evils committed in our name. Why shouldn't people believe that it is possible that the Illuminati and the political and cultural elite are molesting children? After all, it wouldn't be harmful to the human species as a whole, as it is only being done to children. Plus, using their fucking logic, if a god wouldn't want them doing it, it certainly an omnipotent entity could stop them. Since it doesn't, then it approves of what they're doing by virtue of letting them exist to do it. This is the exact argument they are using for God, so why not apply the same screwed-up reasoning to the evils done in the name of the Illuminati? If they want to claim this is false, they need to provide irrefutable evidence supporting that claim. Otherwise, since I am using their logic, they have no choice but to agree with my conclusion. Choose carefully where you place your belief. I am. That's why everything that I believe is something I can support with evidence. I do not go by faith, unlike what was asserted in this section. I go by what I can prove. Because of this, I am far less likely to buy into bullshit claims. The idea of child molesting predators that are celebrities as well as politicians is not a wild or unproven idea either. Jeffrey Epstein is something that, just in case you have forgotten, it is something I have a mountain of evidence to support, Jeffrey Epstein. The idea that these people claim to be part of the Illuminati means it's reasonable to assume that the Illuminati supports their behavior. After all, it wouldn't harm the human species as a whole. The harm done to individuals isn't something that seems to matter to the Illuminati as they haven't said a single word in this entire stupid book about the individual, only the human species. For anyone to claim that the Illuminati is affiliated with religious belief, be it God, Satan, Baphomet, or Baal, undermines the very purpose of our independence from human division. We accept neither deny any deity. This is a flat-out lie, and to refute this, I will let their own words from later in this section refute what they just said. When measuring the eternal vastness of the universe, there is a mathematic probability that a being exists that is more intelligent than us, who sees what we do, and whose powers can never be understood. Whatever name this being is called, we are its servants, and will hail it as our highest king. Any being that would turn a blind eye to the molestation of children is a monster.
that doesn't give a damn about the human race. And I contend neither do any of those that abuse children. The only interest the Illuminati have is in the manipulation and abuse of as many humans as they can for as long as they can. We have confirmed the existence of unseen powers on this planet, though these energies emanate from the minds of each human in the form of invisible waves powered by the subconscious. Stop the presses, everyone. The Illuminati has confirmed the existence of thoughts. Wow, that's just an earth-shattering revelation. Thoughts are powered by the human mind, the brain, as the conscious and subconscious are both parts of the brain. For centuries, many paranormal occurrences have been attributed to the supernatural. Closer study reveals that the human mind contains energies that have not yet been discovered by traditional science. This is a claim that requires evidence, not just assertion. What is asserted gratuitously may be denied gratuitously. Christopher Hitchens I find it funny that they claim this skepticism is needed. If all people knew the power living inside themselves, havoc would befall a population that has not been prepared for such responsibility. To which I say prove this claim, don't just make a blind assertion. For if such a power would be possible, then logically it would only mean that we could throw off the chains of the political jackasses that think they're our masters and truly be free. This is probably the havoc they are afraid of. It wouldn't be havoc for the masses only these dipshits is they wouldn't be able to control or manipulate people like they do now. Do not concern yourself with questions that cannot be proven. Do not tell me what to concern myself with, or what can't be proven. The idea that something can never be known is an ignorant assertion based on the ignorance you have at the moment. At one time, people could have said, planets do retrograde orbits, can't explain that. And at the time, science couldn't. But ten years later, they could. So to say something can never be known is an arrogant assertion based on the ignorance and closed mind. Would an all-intelligent, all-knowing, all-powerful God have any care for the name used in its worship? While I don't believe such exists, what comes to my mind is yes, because if it has a name... And there are other beings or characters out there that are claimed to be gods as well. And you refer to it by a name that it's not its name. How does it know you're talking to it? Just like if you're in a crowded room and you call out to somebody, if you don't get their name right, how are they going to know you're talking to them? Would a god command the harm of another when its justice could be served without your aid? Going by their logic in this, I would say the fact that a god commanded harm to another is what gives us the right to say its justice requires our aid. Because if it didn't need our aid, it wouldn't have told us. It had just done it itself. Since it was commanded to us, then clearly the god needed our aid. Try using logic. Simply do what is right and good for the benefit of your species and whatever higher power exists will reward your stewardship. This is worthless dribble, 
as no one thinks, will this benefit my species before doing something? Plus, even if something benefits the species but hurts some, does the benefit outweigh the harm? If you only think of the species instead of the individual, then you can take actions that harm the individual or millions of people for the misguided idea that it benefits the species. After all, the line in the stupid Bible was, am I my brother's keeper? Not, am I my species keeper? People that aren't insane don't refer to other humans as the species or the human species. Only insane bastards with a god complex use such insane moronic terms. Feel free to leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section. Later, people.